0: Welcome back to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. Today, I have Bryce England here to talk about predictions. Welcome to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. I'm Peter Cronin, lead presenter of the Black Belt and Thinking. This is a podcast where we look at all things to do with thinking faster and acting more purposefully. I interview experts in their field to try and provide you with the insights to the way they think and the tools and processes they use on a day to day basis. If you find value in this podcast, love for you to share it with others. Hi, Peter. Hey. All right. So, start us off. What's? I assume you're not talking about uh, you know, going down to the local fair and meeting someone with a crystal ball and getting them to predict things. So, what's what's a? Prediction?
1: <laughs> feels like that sometimes. <laughs> um, especially when we're dealing with clients, sometimes it feels like they've just gone and got a crystal ball and gazed into it. <laughs> predict the future of yay my, my business is going to be great and then of course COVID hits and then predict that um, yeah. so predictions <laughs> that's one of those things well, I'm from a consulting background so predictions is quite important to us when we we're going to tell our clients what benefit they're going to get from engaging with us uh, so predictions is has a, quite a serious meaning in that context but Predictions, and the, I like the crystal ball because it's a good contrast. Predictions for me has always been this sort of um, hit and miss topic that people use. Okay. So we're not dealing with with people who are talking to me in everyday conversations. You hear language that sounds like they're predicting things, like if we do this, then I'm going to run and have fight with the neighbours and run into problems with that. Like. And then you have predictions where people go, yeah, and then I'm going to go to the supermarket and then I'm going to go to my friend's house and we're going to have a few drinks and then I'm going to come home. They all carry that com- consent of um, predictions, but some are useful to us and some are not.
0: Right,
1: gotcha. um, So <sighs> I thought it'd be useful just to, talk a little bit about different types of predictions that we encounter. Um, and this is the concept, colloquially we're calling it shower predictions. <laughs> that's a, you, you stand in the shower and you predict your day. What's going to happen to you today? How is my meeting going to go? Will I be successful when I deal with the situation? Often that's triggered by some form of stressor, like you know there's a problem, you're going to go solve it. And so it seems quite important and you – hypothesize we'll call it fantasize about (laughs) the ideal outcome and and it's always your head out of the shower thinking really good i'm I'm off to a good start my day is sorted and then it doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) so shower predictions we all do that (laughs) they're always good because we bias the answer Um, the other type of prediction and which is important is what we call the scientific type prediction, and if any of you've done science, then you'll have met the concept of effect cause effect, so you see an effect you predict a cause of that effect and then you go and test for things that validate that prediction. And that's quite different than transitional predictions that you get in the sheriff. Okay, now I'm going to go talk to Jim. I'm going to have a conversation where he agrees with me about the importance of this new system, this new way of doing things. Then we'll go implement that, and everyone will think it's lovely and fantastic. And yay, our, our day will be great. <laughs> yep. Quite different. Um, Very different. So, from a consulting background and, and from a BBIT background, scientific predictions are the ones that we want the other ones that give us a hypothesis that stands a much longer test of time as in we go and deploy it and it pays off plays out exactly as we predicted and we know why and then we can go and do the same logic into a different approach might be a different environment and it works again and this is what we do in consulting when we take the BBIT tools and we use causal chains and we look at the underlying cause of a problem a customer's having and then we can translate that from environment to a different environment and where things are in common like people and people's behaviors the predictions hold true and you only have to adjust when an environmental factor shifts Um, so scientific predictions is what we in the consulting field love because it's You you form a hypothesis and you go, great. Am I going to now deploy this on a customer site where I could do a a million dollars in damage if I get this wrong? Um, No. (laughs) What am I going to go and do? I'm going to go and do some experiments and test it. And if it's valid, then I will roll it out. Or we'll pull out like the BBIT tools and we'll go, let's get real clear on why this prediction will play out the way we, we have and we'll document it in great detail and we'll get other people to test it and go what are the assumptions we're making that are wrong so this is all, all really good for predictions um, probably in a day-to-day sense predictions are really useful when we want to get control of an environment like if I'm a manager in a team and I have issues happening my my output might be variable we want to stabilize it my I'm getting a bit of heat from the boss in terms of well, my boss because I'm boss of someone else mm-hmm. about performance and I want to lift it or I'm, I'm dealing with staff who aren't getting on particularly well with each other all of these day-to-day issues predictions are relevant to um, what we have in the environment is more the scientific predictions. We're still going to do the shower predictions. I still do them in the morning. like get in the shower and I predict my day. And <laughs> sometimes it works and I'm like, yes, I'm good at this. And sometimes it doesn't. And I think, like, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> but when we're in, in business with it, we like to go and say, OK, what are the patterns I'm seeing that validate my predictions? What are the patterns I see that give me a basis to form a hypothesis, I. a new prediction that I can work on. And from a consulting standpoint, we'll start the practice of what we call logging. So we, we would be saying, right, what am I seeing today? Log that, predict what I'll see tomorrow. Tomorrow, I logged it, what happened? Did I see that pattern? Make a new prediction, log it the following day. Right. Make a new prediction, log it the following, and just keep going.
0: So the big um, difference there is you're actually looking for it and being honest with yourself as to whether you find it. Yeah.
1: You are testing and measuring your predictions and that moves you from the shower-based predictions of I wish it would be like this, ideal outcome, to the what is actually happening in the noise and do I actually have control and are my predictions hitting the right mark? So I, I predicted if I go in and I talk with Jenny and we have a conversation about people's feelings, it's going to play out so that the workplace is much happier and the culture's nicer. Okay, well, let's go have the conversation. What should I see? Make a prediction. Well, I, I should see that she has conversation with people and there's less arguments going on. All right, do I see that? Right. Yes, I did. Great. No, I didn't. Whatever the answer is, make a new prediction. Um, now, if we get onto less businessy topics, I like building model planes and flying them at the airfield. So I go out to a a little airfield on the back of a farm and there's usually about 10 other blokes there, often white around the hair because they're retired but they're they're doing hobbies and I'm I'm, I'm still this working person who turns up and I fly my little model plane around and I've got to say I've I've had some minor pranks (laughs) (laughs) the odd wing exploding (laughs) engine ripping off when things have cartwheeled and and you might say, like, even trying to teach my kids to fly, my my youngest has this habit of going, ah, I understand. No, you don't need to teach me anymore. Oh, I can go yeah. do it. Yep. And of course, he just makes a mess of it. Yep. But you can't train him because <laughs> he <laughs> believes, which is a shower-based predictions coming through, that he can he he understands. Therefore, he's good.
0: Right. Uh, he's visualizer visualising <laughs> so it. Therefore, it will go fine.
1: Yep. it'll all come good if i believe yep. doesn't work for him in, in, in those environments um so it was really interesting i built my last plans which is really my first big build not like a little kit set 30 dollar thing where you get some glue and balsa water and then you throw it off the balcony and go well that was fun <laughs> one with an engine on that you fly around and if you get it wrong it's going to the tail will rip off in the air or, or drop fly into someone's car and actually do serious damage
0: right so you, as you said, this is upping the stakes on... on upping your the gear. stakes a little. Yeah,
1: and, and that's when predictions start shifting from, how am I going to build this plane? Well, I'm going to slap a wing on, I'm going to slap an engine on, and it's going to be good. Yep. <laughs> that's a shower-based prediction. <laughs> and, and what happens with those is, yes, indeed, it lifts off the ground. And then it either stalls, tip stalls into the ground, or when you come into land, it's tail heavy and it just crashes you can't land it because you haven't figured out sorry you, you haven't got it right by accident
0: yeah
1: or because you've done 50 of them you got it right because you just know where it is that's, that's a different story again but so when i was building this plane in, in my first build i was sitting there with the tape measure i was measuring the length of the plane i was putting it on the kitchen scales going how heavy is it trying to find that the, the Aeronautical neutral point, which I want lined up with the center of gravity of the plane. So the lift and the center is right. So the plane lifts, stays level as it lifts up and goes down. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll, t- it'll tip stall, It'll be tail heavy and crash into the ground on landing. And so all of this was about making predictions and testing. So the basic prediction is, if I've got the center of gravity right, then it will land nicely. And it did on my first flight, so yay <laughs> Um that's a different level of rigor than a shower based prediction so shower based prediction is me fantasizing about how this plane's going to work out a scientific prediction is me going and forming a hypothesis and then testing and measuring it which is tape measures and logging and those sort of things so how much how heavy is my engine how far should i put it from the wing all these sort of checks
0: yep yep this podcast is brought to you by the bbit if you want to improve your own thinking and problem solving skills Visit com to sign up now.
1: And the scientific one gives you a much higher chance of it being right first time, because you're going to test and measure and you'll iterate as you need to. So iterations is important there, um, but it might take you a little bit longer. So what's the stakes? Is, is this like a consultant? It's a $100,000 project, so we got to get this right. Or is this like, it's $10, I don't give a rip. I'll run 10 of them today, and we'll find out by trial and error. <laughs> at different states. Yeah, okay,
0: makes sense. And to take it to extreme, if you're building aircraft that you're going to put people in, you'd probably up the stakes further.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I saw a report on that from the Civil Aviation Authority in New Zealand, and it talked about cost of plane versus risk of plane. And the difference in, in licensing. So you have, like, a pilot who's certified to fly a commercial aircraft with passengers on board. Yep. There's a higher stake involved than, say, a private pilot who just flies themselves. Yep. Than, say, a recreational model flyer where there's no one in the plane.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And what they found is the the cost of the recreational model flyer getting into the sport was quite quite low. You you do a few flights, you figured out how to land, you were let loose at the field. The worst that's going to happen is you're going to crash your plane into someone's car. That can be expensive, so you have insurance for that. Yep. But they don't have a particularly hard licensing regime for that, and the cost of entry is quite low, and the cost of your model might be only a couple hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars, that sort of range. But then you get into a, a, a private pilot's license and flying a Cessna of a person in it, suddenly the plane's, well, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars to buy the plane, and it's going to cost you 30, might even be more these days, to get the license for it the stakes are higher the rigor required is higher so you test your responses you test your predictions a lot more before you are certified you do a lot of testing on the plane and again you up the stakes if you're going to a a bigger airliner with lots and lots of people on board it's the same with us in our everyday lives what do we care about in which case we'll put more effort into making good predictions and we will Pay attention to those predictions and alter in tune. Like say your partner is into gardening and they they just get some seeds and they plant them and the plants don't work and they go, why is that? And they they ask around and the person says, Ah, because it's winter. You shouldn't plant those in winter, plant, plant them in summer. Like, oh, so if I plant them in winter, they'll die. If I plant them in summer, they'll flourish. Yes. Okay, I plant them in summer. Hey, look, they flourished. That's predictions. Right. Just yep. an everyday level and that, yeah, yeah. that's what what happens to all of us you get into business and it shifts to you may not have the ability to do a summer winter test i'll make a change to your business in summer and i'll make a change to your business in winter let's see what happens it becomes why do i believe it will work and you, you put more effort and work into it same as planes right so
0: it's not that these shower thoughts it was a shower predictions are bad it's that acting on them just willy-nilly is bad whereas if you take a shower thought about something that might happen and then actually sit down and and break it down into as you said all right well if i you know if i predict this is going to happen does that even make sense and if so how would i do what well, yes. a, a small portion of it to see if it has the impact before i dive in feet you
1: know, yeah. you're looking at what is the underlying piece of causality then what is the critical pieces that need to be right and you go and test those and you validate yourself that they are right and then you string them all together into a into a major change all
0: Right. okay um,
1: the other example and <laughs> you're in a shower you're a teenager you're going on a date so you're thinking about what am I going to say on this date because I don't <laughs> want this to go bad. <laughs> the stories that I go around school, the ridicule I get, no good. I want the person to respond well. So if you go through and you predict the conversation, you predict the reactions, but it's not one you've gone and done a lot of testing on. <laughs> Some people will, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but generally no. it's what's at stake is the is the question here.
0: Yeah, okay. So what's at stake is how, how much it, it matters.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So, so for, for example, just a, a, if you're, say, a marketing team and you're looking at, you know, changing your Google AdWords or something, it's probably, oh, well, we'll make a change and we'll see if it has a difference. And if it does, we'll stick with it. And if it doesn't, whatever. We'll, yeah. And if
1: you use something like Google AdWords, they have a lot of data that goes with it. Yep. So you can test and measure. So, for example, if you were to spend a 100 bucks, you might just try something. But if you're thinking this campaign is going to cost me $10,000 or $100,000, it's a big campaign, you'd probably do some more testing. And
0: yeah. you'd pay
1: attention to the numbers and you'd you try to improve your conversion rates and all this sort of stuff. And that's all prediction, test it, prediction, test it.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And I guess it's um it's as you said earlier the same thing in the team or in you know in the office um, hypothetically in the office these days <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, where where as you said you 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 log it right somebody in your team says oh I'm going to do this to to I don't know increase our quality or increase the speed we can do things and you go ooh, I don't know if that's going to work but I'll give yeah. it we can give it a go and we can log and see you know what are we looking for and do we do we find that.
1: If it's important, you'll log it. You might have a critical measure or two at work, but you may be on a whole lot of other measures that aren't critical. If you're predicting a change to a critical measure, you'll probably log it, would be advised to log it. Yep. But if it's a, another one that's not critical, you might not, and that's the choice you'll make. All
0: right, cool. Makes sense. All right, so what's your, I guess your parting advice for anyone listening to this and wanting to increase the quality of their predictions or to actually go about it in a, a structured <laughs> way but today what, what, what no. do you recommend they do today and tomorrow to to have a go at this
1: uh, probably the the simplest set of guidance there it may not be the simplest thing to do is just record things so get a diary and some of you may already be really good at diaries or blog writing or anything like that it could, like it can be a blog post and it just says right today i have a mission on I want to improve the quality of my writing so I'm going to go read this guide to writing and then implement it whatever that guide might be someone someone's telling you about grammar say yep. and then I'm going to go off to another piece of software which is going to test it so my prediction is and you'd write it down this guide about the grammar will make a difference to my score in my my written prose.
0: In Grammarly or something. Yeah, Grammarly, yeah. yeah.
1: And so you you do the course, you write with it, you submit the article and you get tested by Grammarly and it gives you a score. And you go, hmm, okay, was it higher or lower than what my previous score was? If the answer is yes, then great. And you'd probably run three or four of those repeat experiments over a series of a week. And if the scores stay up, then you know it made a difference. If the scores went back down again, you know it didn't reliably make a difference. It might have just been lucky
0: right okay so that's the other key point is you can't just measure it once and go oh
1: many, it works many times you can't just measure it once you want to validate that it's causing the right effect so this is the effect cause effect i want an imp- effect which is improved outcome i predict the issue was my grammar was crap okay well how can i test let shift in my grammar it has made a difference well i can use grammarly and then you test it re- like repetitively until you've got a high confidence that yes that made a difference. And then you'd make a new prediction of how else can I improve it? Well, I need to know something about first person, third person. I need to get that consistency. You make that change and you test it again and you go, wow, that made a difference. Yes, it's my, I've improved again. And so on. Do that in any walk of life. Anything you're doing, if you want to improve it, be systematic about it. Okay. A diary is great.
0: Cool. All right. That sounds good. Well, that was really useful, I think. So, thanks, thanks for your time, Bryce. And no uh, problem. Rip into
1: it. Hopefully, Um, fun
0: subject. Improve the quality of people's decision making throughout businesses.
1: (laughs) And their plane flying. Plane flying. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Great. Thanks. All right. Thank you. All right. Yes. Bye.